Hello, and welcome to the Bespoke Speaks podcast. I am Lindsay Walker. And I'm Christine Mottram. And this is the first podcast we're doing in our new format where we look at your questions about voice, about communication, anything that's on your mind. And Christine and I will just have a little freewheeling session about our thoughts and our experiences. Can't wait. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's going to be really exciting. (laughs) Yeah. So you'll have seen we've been putting up a lot of the practical uh, sequences that Mm -hmm. we made a while ago for you. And now we want to try something else. And it's a bit more casual. Yes. So rather than a lot of exercises, it's more that we're just going to talk about our thoughts about things. And I think it's going to be great fun. Yeah, some practical points, and then maybe we can think about doing some other short sequences Mm -hmm. off the back of some of these conversations, too. So lots of fun options. Yeah. Are you ready, Christine? I am so ready. (laughs) So when we thought about doing this back in March, we asked you guys for questions, and today our question comes from Jade Johnson, and I'm going to read it out, and then we're going to talk about it. It's strange. When performing, I find speech easier and more controlled, but in social settings, I often find myself stumbling over my words or finding it difficult to make my words clear. However, if I try and use the techniques I use to speak clearly on stage in social settings, I find it comes across as wrong for the situation. How can I combat this without over-effort? Hmm... I can definitely relate to that. Yeah, me too. I think sometimes, actually sometimes if I'm in a situation where I'm nervous about the person that I'm talking to, whether that's social, I mean, I definitely have the odd bit of social anxiety, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or, you know, about what I need to say, I, I do find myself going into this actorly place of trying to use techniques and it feels a bit odd. Mm, interesting. Yeah. What feels odd about it? I think I feel like I'm I'm distancing myself. Mm-hmm. Probably is um, the best term I can think of for it. It's like you're using over articulation. In my case, anyway, I don't. You know that that's probably a personal thing. Whichever techniques you end up using, but using over articulation and even uh, the volume that I'm trying to send my voice mm-hmm. out at, and it, it just feels much more like overly ample effort on my part than like I'm having a real conversation yeah. with the person in front of me. Yeah, that's interesting because that seems to be what's happening in this question. Also, is a feeling of I'm overdoing it. Mm -hmm. somehow. Mm -hmm. And I definitely relate to that too. And one of the things you mentioned was volume. I feel like, especially in social situations, if we're like in loud environments, I feel very self-conscious about the volume of my voice in the sense that I feel like it's usually, like I struggle to carry when it's really loud. Yeah. And then, you know, like the pressure of you being a voice coach. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) saying Mm -hmm. you're a voice coach and then your voice can't carry in loud situations. Yeah. And then you get that thing, like you start to feel all, I mean, again, speaking for myself, but you get that kind of tight feeling. Yeah. 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 Cause then you, I try to like overcompensate. So funny because I end up doing the exact things I would coach somebody not to do, which is like, I'm okay. I'm like 
slightly pushing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that happens for me more in a, so maybe we can take two tacks with this. So Mm -hmm. the side where I feel like the more anxious over correctiveness and over effort there, um, on the one hand would be in more professional networky situations mm-hmm. rather than we can kind of talk maybe about the social side of it too, when you're with your really good friends and you're yeah. struggling. But I think I suspect from this question that it's probably something that comes up for this person and a lot of people in a situation where you're networking mm. and you have to try and, you know, do that. Oh, so casual pitch mm-hmm. about myself, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. whatever it is you need to say, but there's some kind of element of, I have to get a message across now, even though it's a normal conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to make your voice carry in those situations too, when you're being surrounded by a lot of other people who are talking. Yeah. And I think there's something, you know, I think a lot of actors can relate to this also, because I know this person is is an actor that a lot of actors feel really comfortable when they have the mask of the character to kind of hide behind because, well, okay, whatever happens, well, that's the character, right? But this is different because it's different to be yourself. Yeah. And that's a whole other layer of vulnerability, especially in the situations you're talking about of I'm introducing myself and I need to want to come across a certain way. Although I guess any personal situation is... uh, is vulnerable when you're when yeah. you're being yeah, yourself, right? Because there's not the mask of the character. So there's this whole host of other stuff that also might be going on. So what would we suggest around that kind of situation, first of all, the more social yet important messaging situation? Mm-hmm. Christine, you sent some thoughts over. We were just freewheeling a little bit, and I thought you had a really good point about shifting the effort. Yeah. I think that's what really, well, that strikes me the most in the question and also even in our own responses to the question, which is this sort of instinctive, like hyper-focusing or over-efforting on how you're talking as you're talking. Yeah. And not that it's not worth like knowing what you're doing as you're doing it, but I think in those situations, that's really different than like hyper-focusing on it. Mm -hmm. So, just shifting the attention to who you're talking to and what's around you and where you are and what interests you about where you are, just like anything to kind of help you get more at ease with the situation so that your attention isn't focused on, especially one of the things that, you know, um, this person mentioned was I'm stumbling over my words or you know, that can kind of really take the focus back internal and make it even more like, oh my God, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah. Which just ends up reinforcing itself. So shifting the focus can be really helpful to something outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I actually think it's an important point too, because when you're in those situations and you're on the receiving end of it, Mm -hmm. whether it's because the person is nervous and and trying to get their words out or if they're like a really the other end of it if they're a really forceful communicator is that I guess that's like the umbrella term I'll say is like a forceful communicator and it's different depending on the shyness or the force but you really feel like they're talking at you yeah in both cases 
in a lot of ways. I'm sure we've all been on the end of a networking situation or even like just being at a cocktail party with a mixed group where you don't know everyone and you end up with somebody who doesn't really care what you have to say. Be a wall. Yeah. And so then they might have inappropriate volume. They might have a lot of tension and it's really just talking at you and there's no focus shift there. It's a little bit different with people who are shy. In that case, I think that the discomfort for the person on the receiving end <laughs> goes to where you feel bad because they can't seem to get the words out to you because they're not allowing you in or, you know, inviting the space and yourself in. Yeah. Mm, that's so that's interesting. So if in terms of shifting the focus to the person that you're talking to is sort of a way of inviting them in. I think so. I think when you, and you know, we can talk more about the kind of subconscious and conscious things you can do to open yourself up. But if you're looking at somebody, you know, making regular eye contact, gentle eye contact, not like intensive eye contact, but if you're making the eye contact and even allowing yourself just to breathe Mm -hmm. to them, you know, that's a kind of one of our hippie to be concepts. Girl, it's real. It's physics. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, your voice is vibration. Mm -hmm. It gets sent out through sound waves. So absolutely, just thinking about breathing to them as you're speaking. I mean, like, maybe not when you're just breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't stand across from people and breathe at them. I mean, like, you could try it. You You can try. Patsy Rodenberg might like that, like, second circle breathing, you know? Maybe that's that's a thing. I guess... We mean Just more an image of like somebody like Just, blowing air at you. <laughs> don't divert don't your do over ever into that, but more even. I think it's the power of thought. Yeah. In that case, is even if you just think, "Oh, I'm going to breathe toward this person," mm-hmm. then that automatically makes it easier for you to power your voice appropriately, and we know you know, beyond the physics and everything going, well, the physics combined with physiological behavior, we know that the breath being well supported and flowing freely means your brain is much more clear. Yeah. Put your thoughts together a bit more easily. Well, and relating to that, one of the specific things she mentioned is stumbling over her words. Mm -hmm. And that, in my experience, is usually a sign that you're speaking too fast. Yeah. And often that's because you're not connected to your breath. So everything is just going a little bit. You might feel a little bit destabilized in your body. You're kind of not really grounded. So the breath gets really high and then your speech muscles aren't working as well because your brain's not working as well. Yeah. So I think kind of starting with just like, okay, let's just work less hard because that's a lot of work in the body actually when you're destabilized. So just like taking the attention out is going to send the energy back down. You can kind of ground yourself into the floor. You can breathe. And then your speech muscles are going to cooperate more because you're going to be oxygenating yourself better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We all know people get loopy when they're deprived of oxygen. The truth. Yeah. Yeah. One of my things, simple things for that in any kind of situation like we're discussing is to really feel my feet. Yes, on the floor. The feet. Yeah, mm. it's so it's so simple, but I do find it makes a world of difference just to actually 
notice mm-hmm. the ground that you're standing on. Yeah. I could not agree more. And it that's why it's great is because it's really simple. Mm-hmm. It's really accessible. You can always feel your feet if you just bring your attention to them. Or, you know, if you're sitting, you can always feel your bum or whatever yeah. it is that's sort of grounding you. Yeah, and if it's helpful too, there is a stabilizing effect to be had if you're near, you know, if you're like at an event and you've got the little round tables or whatever near you, if you balance your hand or, you know, even your elbow, not to be controversial on etiquette rules, but (laughs) you could even just find a touch point for some part of your arm, Mm -hmm. hand, and just feel the weight and push a little bit. That has another nice stabilizing effect Mm. for your body. Yeah, and a nice shift of focus Mm -hmm. because you're not focusing on what you're doing wrong but on what's feeling good. Yeah. You know, the other interesting thing about this for me and just thinking about the question because we've been talking a lot about over-efforting. I'm just really curious about, you know, technique is different than over-efforting. Yes, that's true. So I would, I would wonder if maybe in response to this particular question, if you're trying to apply technique and you're just finding yourself over-efforting, maybe just put the brake on for a moment. And, and cause I think that's the art of technique is finding that middle ground. Totally. A lot of people at first think that technique means you're working really hard, mm-hmm. but actually it's more about you're letting go of what you don't need and getting out of your own way so that what actually works appropriately can do its job. That's uh, right. Cause what, like what we do for sure, like what we teach is not about over articulating no. or, uh, sounding posh or, you know, as they say in the UK. In the uh, UK. In the UK. <laughs> Where we live. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's what you all sound like. No. <laughs> um, but I think people get that confused because at first when they're learning technique, it can feel very restrictive. Yeah. Yeah. And a bit like hard work, but only because you're inhibiting habit. So... I think like in social situations, you know, if you're applying your technique, which is great because that's going to keep you healthy, but it feels like it's really hard work or it's making you sound inauthentic. Yeah. That's not technique. That's just, oops, I over-efforted a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And then I guess too, like there's no pressure to have to get it out perfectly the first time in a social setting. Yeah. So... I mean, Christine had made a really good point about the fact that it's not like when you're on stage and you only have one chance to get the line to land in that correct way. Mm-hmm. But really, if you stumble over your words, it's not a big deal. You know, yeah. just take the moment to reset and go back over what you were trying to say. And, you know, you can have a little laugh about it even. And, and there's a power in not feeling ashamed about vulnerability mm-hmm. that will be really authentic and in, probably endear you to people. Yeah, because everybody does that. Mm-hmm. Everybody stumbles over their words at various points, especially in social situations, uh, especially if you're drinking or yeah. you know having a good time because people are relaxed. So it's completely normal. And I totally agree with you, Lynn, that it's uh, 
probably even endearing because people like to see other people's vulnerability. Yeah, and it just makes you more real, you know. When I was saying earlier that sometimes I feel like I fall into an over-articulating, like kind of not a robot voice, but like a voice that's like, I'm going to say everything very correctly to convey the points that I need to be making. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it I happens. Teach sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think it's it's hard to avoid. It happens in meetings. And sometimes I feel like it, it does happen in, in a networking or like, I think maybe it's a defense thing too, depending on the person that you're talking to. Totally. Sometimes if they're giving you particularly that forceful energy, then it, puts your defenses up yeah so I guess you know sometimes there's a place for things but then of course if you're doing that and you do get in your head and accidentally stumble then it feels even worse than if you were just relaxed so it's a real minefield (laughs) but that's also like really normal and human because Mm -hmm. we mirror each other yeah so that's like what you're describing and I think we can offer compassion to ourselves in those moments because that's just what humans do yeah, you know? absolutely be compassionate to yourself and also think about how you can be the person to make a shift. Yeah. Not only for your own communication ease, but also, you know, don't let the power rest with that person who is using an uncomfortable setting. Mm hmm. I mean, you can't, you obviously don't have control over totally being able to change that, but. You might just get them to open up. And start mirroring you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that we have that power. It's kind of like a secret superpower that we have. Yep. If you know what you're doing, if you're aware of what you're doing and how you're yep. presenting yourself, then you can set the tone for the entire conversation, and they don't know you're doing it. And it really – I've found that that has helped me so many times. Mm. In, in so many different situations, professionally or personally, you know, as long as you are coming from an authentic place. Yeah. I don't think it works if you're, you know, being malicious. No. <laughs> or, or trying to put something on. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it's a superpower for good, <laughs> not for... It only works for good, not for evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's a couple of nice things you can do, really, isn't there? Yeah. And I think, like, in terms of that compassionate thing, you know, there, I, I, you're, like, the question, like, really instinctively kind of hones in on, well, or let me put it this way. One of the things that was said was, I'm worried it's wrong for the situation. Mm. And mm-hmm. we do definitely communicate differently in different situations. And I was even thinking about that as I was reading the question out loud. Yeah. Cause my voice changed because I was reading a question and mm-hmm. you, and you as mm-hmm. the listener probably heard that I slowed down and I articulated better and I was clearer because I was only going to read that question once, you know? Yeah. And, but that's okay. Right. Like that's, of you course. know, we, we are, we do have to read the room and we have to read the situation and we have to respond differently in different environments. And that's what technique can actually open you up to do. Definitely. Because it makes you more present. It makes you more present and it makes you more adaptable. Yeah. And you know what? Like That's just it. If you do feel, oh, okay, maybe the way I'm, I started out isn't quite right for the situation, mm-hmm. 
then just shift. Mm-hmm. That's I guess, actually good awareness. Yeah, that's it's not bad. It's not bad to be aware of that, and it's not a problem to make a change. Yeah. You don't have to do anything drastic, but just realize how you might be able to adjust, and it will probably help the outcome of the conversation. Yeah. 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 So I think where we've come with this mm. is you can start by – just taking your attention elsewhere yeah, so that you can feel more at ease and not be hyper-focusing on anything that you feel like is going wrong. And, and then maybe if you start to enjoy the fact that you're talking more with somebody and listening to what they have to say, I think a lot of this will take care of itself anyway. Yep. But w- what's there to help you technique-wise is that you can ground yourself, mm-hmm. you can breathe to who you're talking to, and you can breathe in a rhythm that feels good for you. And if you mess up, you mess up. Yeah. And just be flexible Mm -hmm. and don't feel like there's any problem with being adaptable. It's a strength. Yeah. And just let yourself pick up on those signals, take the moments, even getting a smile across can help Mm -hmm. if it's situationally appropriate. (laughs) But even just smiling will lift the energy and it will start automatically to encourage the other person or the other people to mirror you in a positive way yeah and get some good vibes going Mm, good vibes Mm -hmm. so thanks for the question that was a really great question and if you have a question dear listeners dear friends from listening to our podcast there are several ways you can be in touch you can email us at bespoke Wait, wait, wait a minute. Bespoke.com. No, wait. Bespoke.com. <laughs> wait, okay. See, Hang this on. is a moment of being human where we're adapting. See? And I do. We're such good Here coaches. we go. We're, we're demonstrating it. Here very we go. good. And now I will correct myself and read the email address just for everyone's sake. Mm-hmm. It's bespoke.com contact. So bespoke full stop com contact at gmail.com yes so you can email us there or we're on instagram at bespoke speaks we're on facebook at bespoke communication so feel free to be in touch we'd love to have your questions we'd love to answer them for you because it's lots of fun it's lots of fun and let us know what you think to in general about this podcast the previous podcast We're really open to your feedback. Yeah, and if you have an answer to this question that's different than ours, we'd also love to hear it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Use your voice well, and we'll see you next time. We'll be in touch. Yeah. Bye. Bye.